Welcome back, NC Fit Insider listeners. My name is Lindsay, and as always, I'm very excited to have you tuning in today. We're sitting down with Sam Russo. You guys may see her around the Campbell Gym. She is married to the one and only Frankie, Coach Frankie, at our Campbell location. Today we sit down and talk about what got Sam into CrossFit, how long she's been doing it, what her nutrition goals have been like throughout, how they've changed and how that's really shaped your life. Outside of the gym, Sam is a pediatric nurse and she kind of dives into how the gym is self-care for her and how it really prepares her for going in each day to the unknown and unknowable at work. We're super excited to have Sam on the show. As always, if you know anyone that would be a good fit for the show or you're interested in being in it yourself, please be sure to email me at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at nc.fit. Super excited for you guys to hear this one. Enjoy the show. So I am sitting here with Sam Russo from Campbell. Um, She might work out at some other locations, but we'll chat about that as the podcast goes further. How's it going, Sam? It's great. Well, welcome. Sitting here with a cup of coffee. What are you drinking? Mm, Nespresso. Nespresso? Cinnamon swirl. Nice. It's only half-calf. I'm a little ashamed. Well, it's later in the afternoon. You don't want to get too... It's my excuse. (laughs) Well, I'm sure with your job, right, that you have to adjust to different sleeping schedules and Mm -hmm. whatnot anyway, so the coffee definitely helps. It does. Do you want to share with listeners what it is that you do? I'm a pediatric nurse. Awesome. Where? At Packard. Lucille Packard. So what does a day-to-day kind of day look like when you're a Mm. pediatric nurse? Lots of children involved. For me, I do this like interesting role. I do um, 9A to 9P. It's called a flex nurse. So instead of having a patient assignment, I kind of go in, get a phone, and just wait for the call. So it could be oh, we need an IV, or there's a rapid response, or there's a code, or we need you to run down and get formula. Like it could be something super simple or not. So it's kind of like um, helper of the entire hospital, which has been cool. Definitely miss having a patient assignment, but um, it makes for a change. You know, I have like a different day every day go in. So that helps. Absolutely. Uh, things up. What, how long ago did you start doing the flex nurse? I've been doing that for two years. I've been at Stanford for like four and a half. So I, I first I just did like, general medical surgical okay so did you know that you always had an interest for pediatrics yeah actually I before I started to be a peds nurse I never even changed a diaper like none of my family members (laughs) have had seriously none of them have had children I hadn't seen a baby be born none of that Um, and I graduated and I interviewed at like neurology department and peds and I was like I went into the interview and literally said I've never changed a diaper, but I'm super passionate about children. So I can learn if you're willing to teach me. And I was like, not getting that job. (laughs) And literally they called me, they offered me both jobs and I kind of took like a leap of faith. And I was like, no, I think peds is what I want to do. I knew peds is what I want to do. And ever since then, it's all I've done. And that was four years ago. That was actually seven years ago. Okay. So you've been a nurse seven years. Yeah. December will be seven, I think. That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of feels like yesterday. It's such a feat. I think that like nursing, at least my experience with my friends is it's like such a hot commodity. Like everyone that's getting their prereqs done and whatnot. What was getting into nursing school and getting into that experience like? Oh, it was terrifying. Actually, I 
did this backwards. And in the beginning I was like ashamed of it, but I don't care now. So I was, went to Florida state and took two years there like of under undergrad stuff or whatever, and then applied to their nursing school. And it's super competitive in that area and didn't get in and ended up applying to the community colleges, nursing school in the area. Um, so I kind of went backwards. I did like half of a four year degree and then a two year degree. So, but I'm so thankful for that experience because in the community college, you jump into the clinical like experience right away. Well, so and that's not what you do in four year. No, at Florida state, you do more of like the first year is like research. So by the time that we met up in the hospital, I was like running circles around them, which is cool. I mean, there's benefits to both, but I think for me, I'm more of a hands-on person. So I really got to know, okay, nursing is, is what I want to do. Um, and then from there, I like bridged onto my bachelor's and now I'm getting my master's. So it was a good experience to know that just because like things don't happen the first time, you know, things happen for a reason and I wouldn't have had it. I think it would have been different if it happened any other way. So, yeah, I mean that, and that's just a testament of like every experience is exactly as it should be. Yeah. Right. It seems so cliche, but I mean, even seeing you, most people in the CrossFit gym, to my experience is like, we're hands-on learners, right? We want to be in it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's exactly what you got. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So you've been doing flux nurse, you said for two years. Mm -hmm. And before that you worked, um, I'm sorry, my nursing knowledge is very minimal. (laughs) So I will have tons of questions. Um, you had cases that you would see from start to finish or how did that work? Yeah. So before becoming a flex nurse, I was just like the typical nurse. I would go in and get my patient assignment, um, have three or four kids in the day for however many days I'm working. But in this, this job, I don't work on a specific unit. I don't have specific kids that I see. So that's where it's hard. Cause I, I'm just there for like a little snippet of time. So if they're going from the recovery room back to their unit, Mm-hmm. I'm just making sure that they're safe traveling with them from there to the next place. So that's been hard because I miss that like interaction that I would have with a family for three days straight. Right. Um, but honestly, it started to really wear on me. Like I was so stressed out and just overwhelmed. That's the one thing I'm working on is like I would take it home a lot. Right. Which is again, cliche, like people say it all the time. But um, there's a lot of nurses who are good at turning off, which I think is part of being a good nurse in a way. Um, but I kind of suck at that. So I was like super burned out, super overwhelmed and just needed a, needed a break from that. And this has been exactly what I, and now I miss that. So the grass is never greener, but you know, it was a good change. Yeah. And I could only imagine how much harder it would be to turn it off when you're working with kids, Yeah, you know, like that is, they're just so helpless and they are, you know, I'm sure that the bonds that you build with that family being with the case from start to finish is, is pretty deep. Yeah. I would say that's the unique thing about Pete's is you're never, I mean, just the child is not a patient. It's the child, it's the family. It's, you know, it's really like you're in a unique position to be with this family in a time where nobody else will ever have that experience with them. Um, that's one of the things that like, drew me to peds is you know as a pediatric nurse it's like just a super unique experience like how lucky am I to get to be that person that's there for them when their child I mean could be dying right you know it's the scariest time in their life and so super um I've always felt 
felt super privileged to be able to be that person as hard as it may be. So absolutely. And what do you do to take care of yourself? You know, because I could only imagine being in that situation. There's got to be a lot of self-care to avoid the burnout. Yeah. So that's the thing I've learned, I think, in the past couple of years. And like, how perfect is this? But CrossFit. (laughs) But really, like, people think I'm crazy. They're like, oh, you, you know, you'll get up and go to CrossFit like before your 12 hour shift. And I'm like, yes, because without that de-stress almost, like I come in here for that hour and just shut my mind off. Like I'm not thinking about the 12 hours that I have at the end of the day. I'm not thinking about the day I had yesterday. Like I'm just letting it all out and I feel so much better after. And I've been doing CrossFit now for like seven or eight years and it has consistently been the one thing that keeps me sane. Yeah. So it's, I always tell people it's nice to be able to just show up and that can be the hardest part because once you're here, they're going to tell you how to warm up, how heavy to go, what to do. And exactly like you said, you can kind of just turn your brain off and, and listen. Yep. Yeah. It's super, super helpful. So you said you've been doing CrossFit for seven or eight years now. What initially got you into it? Mm-hmm. Well, I was on the whole insanity P90X okay. train back in the day. You can imagine. Um, I went to college and it's not like I was terribly overweight, but I was definitely overweight. Like I went to college and was eating like, you know, drinking and the eating college and, diet. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so I started doing like P90X and insanity. I'm like, if I don't start to like become healthy now, like this is going to not be good for me. And were you pursuing nursing at this time? So you were kind of seeing hand in hand. Okay. Um, And so that just eventually, it just wasn't enough. Like I just got bored of it. And so I would go home and work, you know, during the summer to pay for school. And there was a tiny little CrossFit gym, like the size of this room, which actually, no, yeah, it's about the size of this room. The room is small that we're in, by the way. It is. You guys can't see it. We're (laughs) in a a relatively small conference room that would not fit even the equipment that you need for a CrossFit gym. Super small. Um, But I'd always, I kind of like started hearing about it. So I asked all my friends, try to get them to come with me. Nobody would come with me. And it was like 200 bucks a month, which for me back then was a lot. Like, I mean, what am I saying now? That's a lot, (laughs) but I was like, okay, this is an investment in your future. Like give it a shot. So I went like, I find myself to be super uncoordinated and I was like, this is going to be terrible. It was the hardest thing I've ever, I remember doing wall balls and I was like, this is CrossFit. Like (laughs) so hard. And from that date, that first day forward, um, I fell in love with it. And so I was doing it by myself there. And then I went, moved to Tallahassee, did it in Tallahassee. The rest is history. That's awesome here. It's, you know, that one, I remember my first CrossFit experience, I had been, a gym had opened down the street from where I worked Mm -hmm. and the owner kept coming in. I worked at this like locally sourced grass fed beef, kind of like I live in Santa Cruz. So it was like this hippy dippy restaurant. And, um, the owner kept coming in and he's like, I can tell you're an athlete come to CrossFit. And I was like, nope, nope, (laughs) won't do it. Like Mm -hmm. will not do it. And I was in college also. And he's like, I'll give you a month free. And I was like, who doesn't love free things? When you're in college. I still love free yeah, things, exactly. but especially in college. And I went and it was the same experience. I was like, wow, I thought I was fit. I just had my ass handed to me. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out more of what this is. Yep. 
So it definitely, I don't think I've heard of a single first CrossFit experience that people have been like, oh yeah, it was a walk in the park. No, never. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. But I, and I, I would like to say that the lady who owned the gym, it was like her thing. She did our one-on-one the first day I went in without her, like I, she had such an impact on the way I felt about CrossFit, how comfortable I felt. It's super intimidating. I was literally terrified. Like I'm pretty sure I sat in the car and I was like, Nope, I'm not doing this, but she was awesome. So it's super, super important. I always think about her when people ask me where I started. I'm sure it's similar to maybe subconsciously, like you are now that person for someone else, right? In the, in the hospital, like, people walk in especially with their kid like you're saying mm-hmm. terrified mm-hmm. and you are this beacon of hope and understanding and really kind of like a translator of what the yes. medical world is saying it's and then what how says. a family digests it <laughs> yes, right we are the messengers for sure totally yeah so for those of you that don't know Sam is married to Frankie, who coaches at our Campbell location. I like to say that he is married to me. He's married to Sam. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can all say that now. Next time you see Coach Frankie, be like, oh, I heard you're married to Sam. Um, So how did you guys meet? Was this already pre-post CrossFit? Were you guys doing it together at some point? It was CrossFit that brought us together. Oh, so cute. We just released doves in the uh, the (laughs) conference room as she said that. Yeah, he was my coach. People are always like, oh, like he was your coach. And I just roll my eyes. He was, though. He was. He was. um, He had this dumb shirt that said, like, he's got the bee or something. I don't know. Stupid. It was like a big beard. And he had this, like, he does. He can't really grow it now. And he. He's going to be mad at me for saying this, but <laughs> he had this like large beard and like no hair. It was Frankie was a different person back then. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know how he got me, but he did. But he did. So he, met so, so he was your coach then. Mm-hmm. He's also your coach now. Mm-hmm. If you take his class, what is that relationship like? <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually really enjoy taking his classes. I'm. I would say it's probably worse for him than it is for me because I'm constantly like talking shit or like he'll do something and I'll be like, I'm not warm. You need to change that. And he's like, really? Like, who's the coach here? <laughs> or he'll say something in the warm up, or go on and run. And I'm like, nope, I don't like, I basically just give him a hard time. The whole you're time. that, you're that yeah. athlete in class. Or I'm like talking in the corner, but he's like, how come when you take everyone else's classes, you're super respectful. I'm like, obviously because it's you. I got to heckle you yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so Um, other than that, he knows me really well. So he knows, obviously, so he knows like when to say stuff and when to not say stuff and he'll come over and like correct a snatch. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm like not warm yet. But if he doesn't correct me, I'm like, can you coach me? It's like, it's really not a win. -win. It's like a lose-lose for him. So, um, but that's that. That's awesome. I, you know, my own experience from training with partners in the past has been like, can't do it Mm. you know so my hat is off to both of you for being able to you know kind of navigate those waters especially when like you were saying this is part of your Mm self-care right that's that's a a very vulnerable place to let your partner in I will say for sure like he always he can tell when I had a bad workout so if I leave here and I'm like pissed because it didn't go the way I wanted it to go he, he's always like, I'm sorry. Like, what did I do wrong? What, what could we have done? But he like takes it 
kind of home with him, so to speak, which I always appreciate because, you know, it's important as a partner. Yeah. So, so how does that reflect when you come into the gym the next time? Like do these almost like debriefs kind of help you attack a workout differently next time or? Yeah, for sure. So I, I used to actually let it get to me. I'm sure plenty of people can relate. Like you just have that workout where the warm up is hard. Like yes. I'm bent over breathing hard after the warm up, and I'm like, this is not going to go how it's supposed to go. Um, so I used to get really like upset about it and then I would let it affect the rest of my day, which probably sounds crazy to the average person. But if you do CrossFit or if this is part of like your life, it means a lot to you, you know, um, that you get in what you put out and stuff like that. So, um, I used to let it get to me. And then Frankie sort of tells me, and he tells his other athletes, this like one day at a time, you know, you're going to come in, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but you came in and you sweat and that's, what's important. You gave it your best come in tomorrow and, and it'll be a better day. So, um, and then remember why you're here, like you're here to de-stress. So don't let it be a source of stress, right? You know, just do your best and just, you know, I, I've kind of told myself, just be thankful that you're able to come in here and move your body and be healthy. And so it's, it's been a learning experience for sure. Yeah. It's good. I know that CrossFit is one of the the big things that you do for self-care, but are there things that you do outside of the gym that CrossFit has kind of carried over and helped with? Mm, It's changed everything. Um, Nutrition's a huge, huge piece of it um, because I used to be the person who was like, yeah, I mean, I work out so I can like eat like crap, which is still sort of what I do sometimes, but um, (laughs) it's taught me a lot about nutrition, a lot about just like taking care of yourself, like sleeping and getting your mind right. And, um, but one thing I would say that I think about a lot is, um, like mental toughness like that. I know that also sounds cliche for CrossFit, but, um, just (laughs) like, I'll be doing things that are tough even at work or, um, this also sounds dumb, but I've also been like in a lot of pain, like related to a medical issue. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, you you, like, look at what you do in the gym and what you put yourself through in the gym. Like you can get through anything. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really given me the ability to be comfortable in like a really uncomfortable, painful situation and know that like it will be okay. Absolutely. I think that that is one of the biggest or key takeaways that just about anybody can get from CrossFit. Like, as human beings, we are programmed to move away from discomfort, you know, whether it's emotional or physical, spiritual, whatever it is, it's like, I'm just going to distance myself from the from the problem. So the fact that we as CrossFitters, maybe we're neurotic, who knows, like, willingly put ourselves in that position every single day mm-hmm. to test that, you know, our our resilience level seems so much higher mm-hmm. than, than potentially someone who doesn't do this. Yeah. And I wasn't always like that. Like before, I, I, I don't know, I can just tell there's a huge change, like in my mental toughness, mm-hmm. literally just from consistently coming to CrossFit. So. Right. Yeah. So you also mentioned nutrition. What is that? What kind of changes have been made there? Uh, I think I've experimented with literally everything like car backloading and zone. And before it was keto, it was just like high fat, low carb and you know, high carb, 
the opposite. Right. Um, but recently I count my macros now I do it with a coach, but, um, really I just learned that you, you have to be like consistent, consistent, consistent. So again, before I used to think that you could just eat whatever you wanted and work out and it would be fine. But I was thinking to myself, like, why am I still, it's not all about aesthetics, but I even still felt like slow in the gym and sluggish outside of the gym. Why do I still feel this way? Well, I didn't know it was because I was, I thought I was eating healthy, but I wasn't. So, um, really the nutrition journey has taught me consistency and balance and all those things, other things that I've learned from that. But without CrossFit, I never would have even given that a shot. So awesome. So, yeah. And I think that, you know, CrossFit, at least I started to about seven or eight years ago at the time was like a very kind of rogue, no pun intended way of fitness. You know, it wasn't like the P90X or the things that you were seeing on TV. And it wasn't girls that were a size double zero and like eating salad. It was like, oh my gosh, she's strong and she's capable. Or I didn't even know bodies were, could do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that by having kind of this counterculture view and being open and accepting to trying this new form of fitness, we also are kind of that same breed that is open to trying other forms of nutrition, other forms of spirituality, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this has provided such a good platform for people to begin to explore things outside of the standard American diet. Yeah, definitely. So what has you, you said you track macros mm-hmm. now. What has that journey been like? Oh man, hard. I think I've been doing it for like about two years now. And don't get me wrong. You probably wouldn't even look at me and be like, Oh, she tracks her macros. Like, um, I think in the beginning, obviously it's about partly about aesthetics, but also like, okay, I need to learn what Mm -hmm. it is to eat the appropriate amount of protein. What does that look like? Right. Um, so as I got into the, the journey of it, I almost feel like Um, I started to have some like negative repercussions mentally from it because it got to the point where I was like, I would take a day off. We would go, you know, on not necessarily even holiday, but it's like I I would go out to eat with friends and I would be like thinking about the macros on my plate and it would, it would almost like overwhelm me. Like I couldn't let go of it. Mm -hmm. So obsessed with it. Um, and so at that point I stopped because I was like, this is not, not healthy. Um, but then I sort of, and then I gained weight back after that. And I sort of realized it's, it can't be like all or nothing. This isn't something that, and that's sort of what I've learned about nutrition in general is it can't just be this fad or this one diet that you're trying. Um, it, it needs to be something that you can sustain long-term mm-hmm. and counting your macros. I don't think is, um, how do I say this? Precisely counting your macros is not something that right. is sustainable long-term at all. You're not taking your food scale to no dinner with you, you right. know, out don't, with friends. Don't get me wrong. Like maybe when you're learning, right, you're measuring things out and you're taking meals with you places. But now I sort of feel like my brain is a scale. Like I can say, okay, you know, I know exactly what I need to eat for breakfast and lunch so that dinner I can splurge a little bit and still 
you know, eat a balanced diet and not feel terrible the next day because my body is affected by everything that I've taken in. That's, you know, gross or cheating or whatever you may say on your diet. So, um, but consistency and just the education on what I'm eating has been the biggest, I would say biggest thing that I've learned from counting macros. Yeah. I think that there was nothing more sad than when I started counting macros when you just gain a general awareness of what a serving size is. Like, I challenge all of you, if you are cereal eaters, to go home tonight and measure out what an actual one serving size of cereal looks like. It rocked my world. Yep. And I was like, wow, I've been eating six, seven, eight times the amount that is on this box. And so I think that in addition to just understanding consistency and balance, also understanding, you know, what healthy portions look like mm-hmm. or what intended portions look like. And then in that you also gain the awareness of, okay, I can eat this two thirds of a cup of cereal, or I can have like 17 cups of spinach and like this yes. meal that is going to fill me. Yes. Um, and, and so for me or for any of those out there struggling with nutrition, um, that was a really big takeaway of how we can really, like you're saying, stack our meals in ways that we feel full. Diets don't have to mean that you're hungry all the time. No. Um, you know, we can really begin to use this awareness when we go out to dinner and know, you know, where calories quote unquote hide. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a really, really big takeaway for most anything, whether it's whole 30 or macros or any of these different things, knowing what you're eating and the power that comes with that. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. So this has been great. Is there anything that you are working on? Anything that people, listeners can get involved with or follow or anything like that? Oh my gosh. No. So sad. <laughs> That's okay. I like, I can't just say like, come on over to Packard and see me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can go to the new hospital and have lunch with me, but please don't bring your kids. Like, I don't want to see them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please don't. No, please don't. Um, no. Well, awesome. And, you know, no no judgment there you did just get done planning a wedding and having everything else so you're yeah you're uh your time might have been used elsewhere kind of awesome where can people find you if they want to get connected um you can find me at the campbell gym you can find me at packard i do have an instagram but it's not like it's great you guys don't let her downplay it her stories are awesome my cat if you want to see my cat you can come to my instagram (laughs) but here's the deal i don't even know my handle I changed it. Well, I'll look it up. We'll tag it in the show notes. If you guys want to follow Sam, come get a workout, pick her brain about anything that's going on over at Lucille Packard. Feel free to do so. Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks.